The Wealth 365 Summit is the largest online-only wealth conference in the world and features over 70 live wealth-focused topics, including stock trading, futures, options, forex, retirement planning, and more. Best of all, you get to participate from the comfort of your home or office absolutely free. To secure your free pass to Wealth 365, just text the word NOW to 411411. Be a part of a world-class financial conference with zero travel expenses, no crowds or outside distractions. Wealth 365 makes it possible for you to have access to the highest quality financial speakers, celebrity wealth experts, and institutions free. Wealth 365 is a six-day event that puts you in the company of the world's leading experts in business and personal finance right from the comfort of your home or office. Find out why industry juggernauts like Forbes and Investors Business Daily choose Wealth 365. Text now to 411411 to secure your free pass. Text NOW to 411411. Text NOW to 411411. Text and data rates may apply. Thank you for tuning in to Ask the Pharmacist with Joe DiMatteo. Joe is a pharmacist, naturopath, and board certified in clinical nutrition. We are here to impact your health and change your life. My name is Joe DiMatteo Jr., and it is my honor to introduce my father, Dr. Joe DiMatteo. I want to live with a bandit, give you all that I am, every part of my heart, Jesus, I place in your hands. I want to live with a bandit, I want to live with a Well, welcome once again to another edition of the Ask the Pharmacist broadcast. Thanks again for tuning in. Appreciate you being with us once again today. Hey, a quick announcement. Our October 10th open house we're going to cancel, and I'm not real sure we're rescheduling at this point. Um, we're canceling simply the core reason is um, we have a major bridge that is right across the river from us that connects the um, some of the direct routes coming in from Pittsburgh and uh, the turnpike and where probably half of you would come from and uh, reroute you onto other roads nearby here, which make it extremely congested. And we totally forgot until just actually Sunday afternoon seeing the signs. Not that I didn't know it was closing, but our open house was scheduled right in the middle of that. So we are canceling, and I'm not real sure of a date or a time, but we are canceling for right now. We'll let you know. Hey, you can reach us today at 800-281-TALK. We'll be sending out some constant contact notices to remind you of that because we don't want you... Come, hey, we'll still be here, but we don't, we don't want you showing up and having, expecting all the, the talk and the goodies and everything because we're probably just not going to have that. Um, we just feel it would be unfair to many of you battling and getting caught in that traffic. Um, it's not, a, even though it's on a weekend, it's not always a pretty sight. 800-281-8255. I'm going to read to you a little bit today as we get started, but out of the book of Psalms, Psalm, Psalm 23, 24, um, you know, th- these are some interesting Psalms, even Psalm 22, because, um, they are, they're amazing because one is talking about, you know, Jesus in essence in Psalm 23, uh, and it's about the shepherd and, and how God is a caring shepherd for, uh, those that are dependent upon him. But it's also literally about Jesus, 
Um, and if you look in, in, into some of the interpretation of what he's going through or what he rather had gone through. And then we see in Psalm 24, I, I believe that it answers some major questions for us. It, 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 it depicts to us um, in Psalm 24, who is the chief, chief shepherd? Jehovah Messiah, in essence, and it answers that question. And who are the sheep? Who who are the sheep? Well, you, the answer to that, if you're a believer, you would obviously say, well, us, right? We believe, yeah, absolutely. But it defines for us, are we following or have we, quote, committed to the doctrine, the doctrine that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Have we committed that? Have we, have we admitted our sin and taken a repentant position in acknowledging him as Lord and Savior? So not just living a holy life, being a holy, nice person or attempting to be, but understanding that it's it's not by works that it's by faith alone and where it starts, where it begins. You can't you can't get around this. It's through the cross. And so there are some tremendous questions here. It later on in the uh, the, the psalm, it portrays that the subjects of the kingdom, who are they? You and I. In essence, it, it's a description of what they're going to be like, what we're going to be like. Uh, psalm 24 also depicts in, in verses seven through ten it's a description of the king himself. 7 through 10 says, lift up your heads, O mighty gates. And there's, there's some things in here about David and what happened, uh, in those days. It, it, that city, Jerusalem, um, before David comes and in essence takes over, it was an enemy stronghold. David comes in, conquers it, establishes the city of David, which would now become the future home of the temple. So that's kind of what David's referring to. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is the king of glory, he asks. Well, he's the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads as if signifying that even the gates will acknowledge his lordship. Lift them up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Implied um, reign Continual reign, eternal reign, rulership. He's the Lord mighty in battle. These are just some powerful, powerful words. And the depth of this, I, I don't even know that I, I have the wherewithal, but there's so much in here. And we think it's just a psalm to encourage us. And yes, it is a psalm, certainly to encourage us. And it's a song of worship and that we're the welcome in and we as his sheep, right, are to welcome in his reign and rule. But there's so much more in here. It says, who is he, this king of glory? He's the Lord Almighty. He is the king of glory. So we see here in Psalm 24 that the first couple verses, and we'll come back to this, depict him as Messiah, the creator. Verses 3 through 6 define him as redeemer. So there's literally a logistic progression establishing him as creator, first of all. Establishing him as the Redeemer, giving him the title of shepherd. See, back in the in the old Hebrew, that uh, that the, the word shepherd was used to those that had lordship over or kingship over. It answers many questions about who he is, who we are. We find out here that the righteousness is not merited, but it is received. Now, what am I talking about there? See, it says in verse five, they will receive 
blessing from the Lord and vindication from God, their Savior. See, that completely wipes out salvation by works. I'll just, if I'm just a good person and if I say enough prayers and, and then I think God will judge me based on how good I've tried to be and how many prayers. No, 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 no. No, it says they will receive blessing from the Lord and their vindication will be from God, their savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face. O God of Jacob, more to come on Psalm 24, a couple emails quickly. And then we get a couple questions. Paul in uh, New Mexico, Mike in Las Vegas. Leanne writes and says, I got to read this. She just posted this today or sent us this email today. I came to see you last spring up from Virginia. And she says, um, I just want to tell you that I am making slow and steady progress in many of the areas that we talked about. And I really appreciate, she says, your honest, humble, and caring manner. You told me that there is no magic pill for my health and that it's going to take work, hard work, and dedication. And, and I, I, I remember this gal, and I do believe there were a lot of things that she had to turn around. But they weren't necessarily just supplement-related. And the supplements can be helpful, right? We say that all the time. But that, that the real change that was going to come that would eventually manifest would be changes that she engaged in. And she says, and I thank you for that. And I want to tell you or warn you. That now I am one of your biggest cheerleaders and that you should brace yourself for many of my friends, my family, the friends of those family members, family of friends, eventually to be contacting you. Think Oklahoma, my roots, my heart. Think large family. Think Sooners, Oklahoma Sooners to the core. And if there is a way to insert a smiley face here, I would. God bless you. And all you do for others. Leanne, that is an awesome, kind, extremely awesome email. And I thank you for just taking the time to even just contact us and respond. Another email, Linda writes, hey, on the radio show, Joe was talking about healing the gut. He mentions MediClear Plus. I can't find it in your store. Does it go by a different name <clears throat> now? Th- no, not really. We have a different, you know, we, we need to just clean up some things. We're going to be relabeling some things and reformulating some things and eventually redoing all of our labels. And so we're, we, <laughs> we kind of have some things all over the board. We have MediClear. We use UltraClear. We, um, Ultra and Flamex. We use GI Pro. And, and so I would say just look on the website for GI Pro. And that incorporates all of the gut repair. If you've got leaky gut or you have chronic allergies or you've got some skin conditions and you've heard me talk about the role of probiotics, good bacteria, okay, uh, the, the importance of healing up the gut and having the right nutrients in there to do that. Elimination diets, well, you got to start with the GI Pro. You can do two scoops, make a smoothie out of it. You can use it as a meal replacement. It will replace the meal. At the same time, provide nutrients that reduce inflammation, support liver functioning, and repair gastrointestinal tract trauma and damage, whether it's gastritis or some microscopic leaky gut. It exists. It's in the medical literature. If you're a medical practitioner, don't roll your eyes. Trust me, it sounds hokey pokey. It's it's in your literature. Yes, especially in the last three to five years. It's in your literature. 
and and when when we'll use you know more scientific terms, but the the street terminology, in my opinion, what folks would understand, and I can't start talking about jejunal gap junctions and so on, leaky gut. And one of the ways to begin to repair that process is a change of diet, change of attitude, a change of heart. Why? Because stress plays into this. Antibiotics play into this. There's a lot of components that go into this. Diets that are high in saturated fats, refined sugars, refined flours, minimal in fibers. But you've got to use some nutrients here. So back to even Leanne's, you know, my comments and, and appreciative as I am to Leanne's comments. But I, I believe that I proposed to her that the majority of the change in her particular case would come from her making change. And then the supplements would support and, and whatever else we did with her here. <clears throat> leaky gut and this caller or this emailer says, look, you know, I want to get this product, but now I can't find it. Well, yes, you can. It's just GI pro, but you also need to do some probiotic essentials, maybe some floras, some flora essentials, you know, change your diet. There's a lot in here. Let's go to the phones. 800-281-8255. Mike, Las Vegas. You're up first, man. You're first in queue. How are you today, Mike? I'm doing good, Joe. How about yourself? Awesome. Man? Awesome, brother. Awesome. What's going on? Hey, two things. Well, things that I'm going to ask you about what you were just talking about, the GI Pro, and that you're talking about the ultra glucose support. My question is, uh, the adrenal deal, um, at what point can I start to exercise again? Um, you know, I'm still on the, the hydrocortisone, but at what point can I start to exercise again? Okay. And the second part of the question is, how often should I be doing a um um, some kind of lab work to see where we are. Um, you, one one problem with you is that you're always right on top of it, and you're way too sharp, and you're way too much, and you always ask the right questions. No, it's it's awesome, brother. I always appreciate that. Here's what I would say to that: Number one, um, the exercise, uh, it, typifying with with adrenal, you know, blowout, adrenal fatigue, even to the point of adrenal exhaustion. I'm always a big believer that an individual should take small rest periods. If possible during the course of the day, that could even be 15 minutes of not sleeping, but just closing your eyes, praying, reading a psalm, just taking it easy, turn it off of a, turn off of a phone. I believe that physical activity is part of that, um, repair and rejuvenation process. The, the, the key word that you've got to see here is though, um, I, I, there are days that you just really don't have it and you're blown right. out. And I believe those days you don't do anything. Number one. Number two, the other days that you are doing some things, I believe it has to be mild to moderate. You should not okay. engage in like a two hour, I'm going to the gym, I'm going to kill it. I don't think so. It should be 35 minutes to 40 minutes. You do a nice little workout, you get your blood flowing, get those natural physiologic parameters starting to put, because see what happens when we undergo real, real intense strenuous exercise, what are we, what are we working? The adrenals again, right? And you don't have reserve. So you've got to do something. I am, there are some folks that say, well, you should, you know, three to six months, you don't do it. I don't, I don't believe in that. I think the key is to use wisdom, use godly wisdom, uh, engage in low levels of activity. I think it's a mistake to do nothing, but you don't want to overdo. That's a huge mistake. On the other part, retesting. Um, I, I think that you're still too early on. Legitimately, I would say this. I would say from the best I can remember of your lab reports, which were pretty bad, um, that I'm going to say like three months. Legit, okay. Legitimately, you could be 10 to 12 weeks before we retest 
to see where we are. And then we, we want to measure then not only the labs that you presented, that your physician did out there, but then what we also want to do is talk to Michael and, and then get feedback. How are you doing? How are you feeling? What is your level of resilience to the day? Do you see a little bit of an improvement? Do you see some increase? Now I will caution you that maybe, you know, maybe we do need to do some things beforehand because your dose might need adjusted. I forgot about that. So maybe we say, maybe, um, you know, seven to eight weeks from the time that you started. We reassess then because you might need a bump in dose. All right? Sounds good. Yeah, I'm at six. It'll be six weeks this, this coming Saturday. So. All right. You, you, I would say within the next two weeks, you're talking to Terry or, you know, you're getting a, 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 a test kit or you want to work with your doc out there, get the test kit, let's see where it is, and then we see whether or not we need to adjust or make the recommendations. All right? That sounds great. Now, tell me real quick about the, um, you talked to me about ultra, some kind of glucose support or the GI support for the, the meal replacement. Sure. Um, the, 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 we have like, for example, our essential meal that is a, is a meal replacement. It's basic run of the meal. It's what I use. This ultra glucose control is a, um, <clears throat> is a more sophisticated approach for someone that wants to lose weight. They're overweight. Or they're, you know, bordering on type 2 diabetes. They can't quite get a control on thing. They've got a lot of hyper and hypo oh, got glycemic episodes where they're feeling down and fatigued and they, they gotta eat something. Well, the, the uniqueness of this ultra glucose control prep, it has a UCAN starch. It has a specific form. It's a patent pending, uh, type of starch. It was originally designed by biochemists for children with glycogen storage problems. They couldn't store energy that needed to eat constantly. So they've taken that approach, put it in here using a specific form of amylopectin uh, fibers that stabilize blood sugars. So I'm recommending folks that if they're looking to lose weight or if they're just looking to keep themselves balanced through the day, you know, you make one of the smoothies, replace a meal with it if you want. Um, it's a, it's an excellent, it's a legitimate, legitimate product with science, with Brandeis University and they've done work as well with the Jocelyn Centers out of Harvard. So they've, they've, they've teamed up with like the medical community, which is pretty awesome in this arena of alternative health. It's pretty awesome. It's a good prep. Okay. Thanks a lot, man. Much love to you. Thank you. Love you as well, brother. Always appreciate you. It's always great to hear your voice as well. He's an awesome, he's an awesome guy. Michael's a great guy. Let's go next to New Mexico. Let's go to Paul in New Mexico. Paul, you're up. How can I help you? Definitely enjoy your show. I'm a truck driver, so I listen to it every day. I learn quite a bit of stuff from it. I don't know. I don't know if you're. Hey, hey, Paul. I don't know. Let's be honest. Now you're a truck driver. You don't have you. You're you're in this confined cabin. You got nothing else. You got no other choice but to listen, man. You got to listen. You got no. No, I'm just teasing. Thank you. I appreciate you listening. In all honesty, I really do. Thank you. You bet. Now, like I say, I learned quite a bit, so I'm, you know, kind of thank God that you guys are on the air and awesome. I'm on the channel. So awesome. So, and, and, and I'm a 58 year old male. Okay. And I go yearly, you know, for the blood test and a prostate exam and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Everything's always been coming back good. Okay. Is there some kind of a supplement that a guy my age can take and use to, uh, you know, keep everything on the up and up and everything going the way it should? Be. Yeah, I mean that's 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 awesome. I seldom have guys 
Um, because, you know, we guys, we always are typically, we wait until we got a problem, then we just deal with it. And then we say, well, I'll, you know, I'll give it my full attention when it's there. And really with men, I'm always hucking them about trying to take a proactive stance from a prostate standpoint. Because once you develop an enlarged prostate or rising PSAs or some damage to the prostate, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of hard. To get back, um, it's hard, especially nutritively. So I always tell folks, first of all, I think you got to watch your diet. A lot of saturated animal fats, I think, is a is a problem for men. Number one, reduce the amount of dairy and saturated animal fats. Doesn't mean it has to go away, but you got to be careful. I think that you got to eat a lot of plant foods, and believe it or not, things like broccoli and cauliflower are good. Pumpkin seeds are good for your prostate. Foods that contain lycopenes like tomatoes, even avocados. So pumpkin seeds, um, avocados, tomatoes, very, very good for prostate health because of the nutrients and so on. Zinc and lycopene and zeaxanthines. Um, I recommend then supplementally. You have two options. We have an entry point. I know it's always confusing for folks, but we have an entry point product and then a, and then a much higher level product. So for you, it's the entry level product. You, you don't have any problems. Praise God. You're just being proactive. What can I do dietarily? And then what can I take to help prevent problems? Well, salt palmetto plus. It's not just salt palmetto. It's got other ingredients. I'd recommend two, two little, two to maybe three little gelatin caps a day. If for folks that already have an enlargement and you got to do the things I already talked about, lifestyle changes, et cetera, dietary changes, to them I would recommend Prostate Plus Essentials. Now, that's higher level. That's got more ingredients, higher potency. But I believe the Salt Palmetto Plus for you is all you need. Do three a day at one time. Along with some of the dietary components, that's good stuff. That's a, that's a good starting point yeah. for men. All right. Yeah, I try to watch what I eat. You know, I try to eat a lot of salads, you know, and stuff, and tomatoes. I love tomatoes, so that's never been a problem for me. I have tomatoes, so. But uh, I'm gonna write that down. Salt, salt palmetto plus. Plus, because the plus component has some of those other, you know, ingredients that 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 are enough to get you some support without. Getting real crazy, and it's not super expensive. You know, it's just it's just a great entry point. And then for guys that have more, you know, more intense problems where they need to start turning it around, then I recommend that you go over to the um, Prostate Plus. But again, raw pumpkin seeds. Believe it or not, nuts are good. You know, whether it's a hazelnut or walnut. Are, are very, very good for, for men's prostate. Um, I even like men to even think about at times getting flaxseed. I put flaxseed in steel-cut oats in the morning. Get yourself some flaxseed when you're at home, you're not on the road. It's, it's actually good for a man's prostate health. But again, some quality snacks, the things we talked about, reducing certain types of foods, uh, not stopping them, but reducing them, and then doing the supplement. That's a great, great starting point. All right. Okay. Thanks. I will definitely do that. Did you sell that on your uh, your store there on it, the internet? Yeah, it's on. You can get it right on the website. Salt Palmetto Plus. Okay. God well, bless thank you. Thank you very much. You're God welcome. Bless you too. Thank God, you. Sir. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate it. Eight hundred two eight one. 
8255. Kenny, I believe we're going to hit a break here in a moment or two, I believe. Huh? We should be right down to 30 seconds. 30 seconds. And, um, hey, that off-air number, you need to call and set up a consultation time. Why would I set up a consult? I don't know. You know, Paul just called and said, look, I don't have problems. Some of you do have some prostate problems. What are your options and alternatives? Can we be more aggressive? Absolutely. Can I do that in a two or three minute phone conversation over the air? Unfortunately not. You need to set up a time. Joyce Gibb, our nurse practitioner, will work with you. I will work with you. We'll give you specific pointers. And then if you need more in-depth help, certainly we hear. You can call on that 800 number, 888-865-9595, Don't forget, we have some specials running. They end tonight. So if you're not sure, you know, go take a look at the website, Coenzyme Q10, Cardiomax. For those of you with heart failure, high blood pressure, it's an amazing combination prep for cardiovascular. And ironically, you can use it with meds. It's not going to interfere with your meds. We'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back from this break. couple of minutes. Stay with us. I'll be right back. One thing I loved about working with him, we got to pray with our patients, and I could do that without feeling like I was going to get in trouble. A specialist in functional integrative medicine, nurse practitioner Joyce Gibb continues the legacy of pharmacist, mentor, and friend Joe DiMatteo. And many people, you cannot cure them or make them truly get well if they have something down deep that they haven't ever addressed. Stress affects your whole body. Like when I get stressed, I have between my shoulder blades, my muscles get tight. Some people, it's GI. Some people, it can be a rash. Some people, their immune system is down. So we address that too. But you have to address the root causing that stress for them to truly heal. One of the things I'm very humbled by is that many of the people that Joe and I saw together, they're still coming to see me. And I just really appreciate that. And I'm going to try to have the same empathy and love and caring that he had. I just love it. It's my dream job. It's what I've always wanted to do. Every day is different because not everybody's the same. Call for a consultation today, 888-865-9595. One of our biggest threats to our health and well-being can also be one of the simplest to address. I'm talking about stress. Here on Ask the Pharmacist, in addition to all the nutritional support we give your body, you'll also hear us talk a lot about the one who made it. As we deeply think about the character and goodness of God, as we release our cares to Him in prayer, it's amazing how even our greatest concerns are put into the proper perspective. It's help that's free of charge and comes without a prescription. Learn more at AskJoeD.com. The health of your family is one of the most important factors in your life. You plan it into your budget, make annual checkups, and pray for a happy and healthy home. Joe DiMatteo from Ask the Pharmacist knows how valuable vital health and spiritual well-being is to you. That's why he hosts a daily call-in show dedicated to helping you achieve greater physical and spiritual health. Trying to keep you and your family healthy can be frustrating. As a certified pharmacist, clinical nutritionist, and naturopathic doctor, Joe's special 
specializes in bridging the gap between conventional and alternative medicines. Joe examines the most recent headlines and scientific breakthroughs to educate you on what is hype and what is really important. By providing daily insight into health news and natural alternatives, Joe DiMatteo strives to bring your health into a spiritual focus. He begins each show with prayer and reflection, asking for good health and happiness for you and their listeners all across America. Tune in, listen, learn, and live healthy with Ask the Pharmacist. Considering a probiotic? Just remember that what's on the bottle isn't necessarily what's in it. This is Joe DiMatteo, and like you, my family's health is extremely important to me, and I won't give them just anything. Many probiotics are not shelf-stable. They deteriorate in the warehouse and in shipping, so what's on the box is no longer in the product by the time it gets to you. That's why I develop Probiotic Essentials, so I can rest assured my family is getting the full dose of high-quality strains their bodies need. In fact, we regularly send our Probiotic Essentials from our store shelves to an independent lab to verify the quality and potency of our product. Yeah, we're a little crazy about quality control, but you know what? That's okay with me. Knowing that your family and mine are getting nothing but the highest quality probiotics possible makes it the kind of crazy I can live with. Learn more about our probiotic essentials as well as other supplements at AskJoeD.com. The health of your family is one of the most important factors in your life. You plan it into your budget. You make annual checkups. You pray for a happy and healthy home. Here on the Ask the Pharmacist show, I know how valuable vital health and spiritual well-being is to you. As a registered pharmacist, board-certified clinical nutritionist, and naturopath, it's my goal to help bridge the gap between conventional and alternative naturopathic medicine. Every day, I'm here to discuss the most recent headlines, scientific breakthroughs to educate you on what is most important or hype. By providing daily insight into health news and natural alternatives, I strive to bring your health into a spiritual focus with a firm reliance on God and the promises found in His Word. It's my prayer for you and listeners all across America that you enjoy good health and happiness each and every day. Stay tuned, listen, learn, and live healthy. This is Joe DiMatteo. Ask the Pharmacist continues in a moment. One of our biggest threats to our health and well-being can also be one of the simplest to address. I'm talking about stress. Here on Ask the Pharmacist, in addition to all the nutritional support we give your body, you'll also hear us talk a lot about the one who made it. As we deeply think about the character and goodness of God, as we release our cares to Him in prayer, it's amazing how even our greatest concerns are put into the proper perspective. It's help that's free of charge and comes without a prescription. Learn more at AskJoeD.com. Welcome back to America's Health Talk Hour. This is Joe DiMatteo of the Ask the Pharmacist broadcast. If you're just joining us, you can reach us toll-free at 877-655-6755. That's toll-free, 877-655-6755, or at AskJoeDiMatteo.com. Let's get back to talking your health. Thank you. 
right, all right. Welcome back. Thanks for being with us. Who is he? Who is he? Say, who is who? Who is this? This that we speak of. This creator. This creator of heaven and earth. Uh, you know, it's a bit much for me. You know, we we don't know. You know, I had people speaking to some folks recently <clears throat> when asked, an individual asked if if he knew what was going to happen to him when he passed and kind of didn't really know. That's sad. Um, wasn't real sure of, you know, the whole, this whole spiritual thing. And I, I find that incredibly hard to fathom. I find that hard to believe when we can look at the vastness of creation and to believe that, um, we could have somehow just conjured this up. Someone just poof, just started to happen. And that we evolved from hard to even fathom to comprehend that. The Bible is very specific. And the real key is, is that we, um, I believe that we don't have enough depth of knowledge. We don't read the Bible. We don't read the scripture. And if you were to begin to and ask God to reveal himself to you, he will begin to open the Bible, begin to read some scripture, read the gospel of John. It's a place to start. But here's what I want to say that throughout the scripture, whether it's in Isaiah, whether it's the life of Joseph, whether it's Joshua, see, they're all depictions and types of Christ, and there's learning processes in all of this. The time of his advent, the time of his coming to earth to be born was predicted literally to the day when you go back into the Old Testament, you go back to the book of Daniel and read what it said about the coming Messiah. How did the three wise men, what did they know about the star in the sky? How, how do they understand? I guess my point is, I'm not a Bible scholar, and I don't know this word of his from front to back, but it all ties. It is completely perfect. It is complete. Don't need to add anything to it. Don't subtract anything from it. But it all points to Creator to Redeemer, to Shepherd, to the strong and mighty one, to the Lord mighty in battle, to the one that rules forever. Well, you say, well, that, geez, that's pretty heavy-duty stuff. Well, just, let's just read Psalm 24, and then I'll, maybe at the end I'll come back. But it says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. It's a direct black and white. It's not ours. It's His. The world, all who live in it, and he founded it on the seas, established it on the waters. Who may ascend to the mountain of the Lord, or who may stand in his holy place? The only one is, this is about the Redeemer, right? The one who has clean hands, a pure heart, that's certainly not me. Who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false god. This is all a description of Jesus, the Messiah, the Redeemer. They will receive blessing. Who? You and I, the flock. And vindication from Him, their Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek Him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob. Lift up you, your heads, you gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is 
as I stated, as I opened in the question, who is the king of glory? It says the Lord strong and mighty. He's mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. The last four verses are all about the king of glory. The previous ones were about the redeemer, him as redeemer, about his flock. Verses 1 and 2 are about him as the creator. So we go from creator to redeemer to the shepherd to the sheep, you and I. To the description of the king himself in 7 through 10. And who is this king of glory? The book of Psalms says that he is the Lord Almighty. And he is the king of glory. Verse 8 describes him as strong and mighty. He's the Lord mighty in battle. And he reigns ultimately in rulership. And the Bible is very clear. He will come back ultimately to rule. Once He'll not come back for a... For a, you know, um, like as, as the, you know, as the Israelites believed in the apostles, they wanted to come and like be king and overthrow government. No, no, when he comes back, there'll be no government. The government, the Bible says, will be upon his shoulder. It all, it's all going to go to him. There, there won't be a government to overthrow. He won't have to do battle. HDL quantity, but not sufficient for cardio protection. HDL quantity. Now, what's Joe talking about now? Well, just I, I, it, it, before we went on the air, I just received some of these um, from New York University uh, Online Journal of Medicine, and they posted an article that says, "Hmm, you know, we we always talk about HDL quantity on the on their cholesterol levels. That's what I'm talking about." And um, all this discussion about LDL and HDL, <clears throat> this total quantity, it's a bad number, it's a good number, it's a bad number, it's low, it's high. And what I've, I've told you for years that, it, that there's so much more, oh my gosh, there's so much more than um, just whether or not you have high LDLs or low HDLs. You've got to look at particle size, particle density, and so there's testing that we're working on making more available to those of you that listen across the country, and obviously for those of you that are local with us. But here's the reason, and this is interesting, and this just appears in the medical literature. Coronary heart disease remains the leading cause of death globally. Watch this. Despite the use of statin therapy. Although major statin studies suggest an average reduction in relative risk, see, it's not 100%. It's not like when you say, oh, well, you need to take this statin because it's going to stop your heart disease. Really? No, no. I've quoted this number thousands of times. It's it's about a 30%, so to be exact, 31. I always say it's about 30%. 30% relative risk reduction in coronary events, heart attacks, right? residual risk of 69% remains to be addressed. I love that. That's honesty. That's integrity. I, I, I'm I, this this uh, Carolyn um, Carrie Lynn Carney, medical doctor. Um, I'm thrilled that the she says, look, the seven out of ten are not being addressed. So what's up? The search for medical therapy to ameliorate this residual risk has come by the holy grail of cardiologists ooh, and pharmaceutical companies alike. Ooh, there's a blow. There's a blow to big pharma, and there's a blow to cardiologists. Unfortunately, don't get mad at me. He says, well, well, 
high-density lipoprotein cholesterol levels independently predict cardiovascular risk. Interventions to raise the HDLs have thus far been unsuccessful in reducing the risk of coronary artery disease. And I believe, I agree with that. You know, maybe some niacin that's maybe not even in time-release form. You can't be afraid of niacin. We've got to get you exercising. We've got to get you eating more soluble fiber. We've got to get you to change your diet. It says when controlling for LDL cholesterol, see folks that have high LDL cholesterol, and you hear your doc, well, your LDLs are too high. i got to put you on a statin, and I've got to get that down. The odds of coronary heart disease fall by about 40%. All right? Per 7.5 milligram in rise in HDL cholesterol. This translates to a fallen major adverse cardio by about 1.1% for each milligram. So here, here's the deal. It says the attempts at raising HDL cholesterol with pharmacotherapy, pharmaceuticals in this post-statin era have not produced similar reductions. Now here's the deal. You've got to see that HDLs have antioxidant, anti-inflammatory properties, anti-thrombotic. They reduce the risk of clotting. They actually have anti-platelet activity. They encourage vasodilation. So HDLs are important. This is a good article because they lay out all the facts. And I'm not going to go through the whole thing because it's pretty intense. But um, she talks about it. She says, look, the addition of an extended-release niacin didn't pre- significantly prevent the risk. But what they didn't talk about, though, was how much did it raise the HDLs? So why we, we are embarking on uh, other mechanisms to try to help you, not to replace what your cardiologist or your physician is telling you, but to give you greater depth of knowledge in this area so that you could make some quality decisions. So how to raise your HDLs? There are other options. It, it can't just always be about lowering your total and lowering your LDLs. It's critical that the takeaway message for this is you, you, you've got to be, you've got to know that HDLs are important to protecting the cardiovascular system, the circulatory system via its mechanism of what it does. Your diet plays a key role. Your physical activity plays a very, very key role. And can we do some nutrients that can help you in this area? So maybe it's not always a time-release form of niacin that you see in pharmaceuticals. It might be even immediate release. But you've got to be able to raise some levels of the HDLs for it to be helpful. If you're struggling with that, that is critical, and we certainly can help you with that as well. Low vitamin D levels. I talked about this last week. I just want to do a quick little broad brush sweep on some recent articles about vitamin D. And the last one I talked about was the role, came out of neurology, the role of vitamin D in cognitive decline. So I, I keep pounding away at you guys, but there's a reason for it. Low vitamin D levels are responsible, directly says JAMA Neurology, for brain structure abnormalities, you, you hear me? Low vitamin D is directly linked to structural abnormalities of the brain, cognitive decline as we age, and de- incident dementia. It's a fancy term for development of dementia. And, and, and not understanding the importance of having an adequate vitamin D level is critical. So we discussed that last week. If you have not had it checked, 25 OHD, it's mandatory in my opinion. It must be. 
And then, and then, gosh, I have so many articles are just on vitamin D. I can't even, but just a couple, you know, the importance <clears throat> just in cancer. We already knows, we already know that, um, there, there are in essence, you know, some key phases that involve cancer, cancer etiology. And if you go through them, there are phases like the disjunction phase and then the initiation phase and then overgrowth and then metastases. And I mean, this is all intense cancer type, um, um, oncology wording, but the, the, the one area that has failed to be discussed. And finally, in some areas we are, the annals of epidemiology says, well, gosh, if we look at vitamin D, that vitamin D can play a role in many of these components of cancer etiology. So we already know that higher levels of vitamin D reduce the risk of colon, breast, prostate cancers. Now there are even links to kidney cancers and pancreatic cancers as well. And the aggressive forms in particular in prostate cancer. So if you just look at prostate, colon, and breast cancer alone, how many lives, quality of lives and lives that that damages, those three alone, if we just did something as simple as maintain a vitamin D level, of at least minimum, I'm going to tell you 40 nanograms per milliliter. I'm going to tell you the ideals are 50 to 60 minimum. Okay. If you haven't had a vitamin D level, please let's do that. Um, one of the backup articles to this, I'm going to go back to the phone, January 14th journal, believe it or not, of military medicine at East Tennessee State University shows a positive association between higher vitamin D levels and prostate cancer survival. To the best of our knowledge, this is the first published report indicating that vitamin D status monitoring are associated with significantly better outcomes in veterans with prostate cancer, men that is, uh, have already had prostate cancer, etc. As possible mechanism, now watch. Now notice I just told you that there were, you know, these induction phases, initiation phase, metastatic phase, that cancer, this demonic, horrible thing that goes on in our bodies, it goes through these like whatever it is, seven, eight different phases as it insults and damages and traumatizes your body. Now watch this. This article coming from East Tennessee State University says, look, there's mechanisms that vitamin D can can influence. We believe that it influences cellular invasion, angiogenesis. Angiogenesis is the cancer cell creating its own blood supply, going out and trying to siphon off your nutrients that you need, and it's feeding itself. Metastases, as well as its ability to inhibit the growth of prostate cancer cell lines. They said, look, indeed, another study found that treating patients with metastatic prostate cancer and vitamin D deficiency with a minimum of 2,000 units improves bone pain, even muscle strength. A more recent article, I promise you I'm going back to the phones, um, the Journal of Pain. This goes back to 2014 links, low vitamin D status and higher dysfunction amongst fibromyalgia sufferers. So again, is vitamin D the cure? I didn't say that. 
It's not what I'm implying. So often I believe, you know, my, my, my words are maybe a little twisted or they're misinterpreted. I didn't say it was the cure. It's simply saying that, that fibromyalgia suffers. There's a lot of issues with fibromyalgia. But if you did at least one thing, get their vitamin D levels in a healthier range, you can improve their core symptomatology. And then you engage in the other areas. You know, it might be some low thyroid status. Maybe they need some reverse T3 or some free T3. Maybe um, they need to have a neurotransmitter test done. They need to be on a detox protocol. Uh, we need to get fibromyalgia sufferers sleeping better at night. I mean, there's a whole host of unfortunate issues, but low mitochondrial energy. Now, then we're back to coenzyme Q10. Oh, whoa, whoa, now you're going to CoQ. Yeah, because, see, it all ties, right? It all ties together. So if you've got fibromyalgia, if you're not on a quality form of coenzyme Q10 and something like we call it fibromalate that has the right forms of magnesium, some B6, and a high astronomical dose, 1.2 grams of malic acid, that is critical because malic acid helps with fibromyalgia cellular symptoms. The magnesium is a, is, is a friend to those with fibromyalgia. B6 is important as a facilitator of magnesium absorption and uptake. And ultimately, um, you couple that with some good forms of coenzyme Q10, like Japanese source coenzyme Q10, you can raise cellular energetics. Again, it's not the not the cure. And then you get that vitamin D status, and that can improve your sleep. All of this plays into a healthier physiologic response. Let's go back to the phone. Let's go to Barbara Fox Chapel. Barbara, thanks for waiting, and you're on. Hello, Barbara. Well, we're going to put Barbara back on hold, and then we'll see if... Uh, if Kenny can get her and bring her back on here just to make sure that she's there. Hey, if you still want to join us, we've got a few moments left here as we close the broadcast today in the next five to ten minutes. If you want to reach us, 800-281-8255, 800-281-8255. Um, another emailer. Um, let me just, yeah, I had another one here. But let me pull this one. I am able to catch your show as many days as I can. I commute home. I truly enjoy it. You have an amazing breadth of knowledge, and I'm happy to hear about the alternative ways to keep our bodies healthy. I'm writing because of a caller on your show, and this was the other day. This was dated um, September 22nd, so this was well over a week ago, asking about B- BRCA or BRCA gene mutations. Unfortunately, my family is dealing with this. So far, 15 in my family have been shown to be BRCA positive. My understanding is the medical community expects the mutation to be present in only about 1% of the population, with then up to 87% of those, depending upon which study study you cite, <clears throat> of those with BRCA positive. So this is a what this is usually associated with is putting folks at a higher risk for breast cancer. Now, my, I believe, I can't even remember my comment was, but I believe my comment that day was to that gal was, let's look at every other option. You know, let's do a urinary hormone panel. Let's see what your methylation and hydroxylation pathways are, not just what your hormones are. That's what that urintestine will do. That's why we've moved to the more sophisticated and not really much more expensive testing. 
Let's engage the diet. Let's engage in higher fiber. Get vitamin D levels up. Don't be overweight and obese. Don't drink a lot of alcohol. All of these players, and, and, and then why do we want to use things like indole carbonyls and DIM and calcium deglucarate? Because it's shown to modify some of these processes. So she goes on to say, look, the BRCA positive patients about, you know, the discussion about them. So about up to like whatever it is, 80% of the 1%. It is true, as stated on your show today, that only 5 to 10% of the patients with breast cancer are BRCA positive. She says, but keep in mind, that is only 1% of the population. I, 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 I couldn't agree more. Um, I, I absolutely agree with that. It is also linked to a much higher incidence of ovarian cancer, and I get that, and, and there are links. Some show a higher prostate cancer in men. Some studies have suggested that it might be linked to pancreatic and skin. It has been explained to me that a healthy BRCA gene is the defense system against these types of cancer. When a mutation occurs, it's present in our body. The body can't identify, can't attack these cancerous cells. Any additional comments that you have would be greatly appreciated. God bless you, Brenda. Brenda, I, th- I think you've, you've hit it. Um, and, and I don't know that I can add much more to that. I'm certainly, unfortunately, not a, um, an expert in BRCA gene, but, but I, I think you did summarize. I think my theme that day was this, is that certainly it's something that you evaluate. I think that gal was actually going to have, get her test results that day. I would never discourage people from doing that, but unfortunately, many folks, that are found to be BRCA positive, go and have mastectomies. And I'm, uh, that's, that's very aggressive. That's a major change in your life that you say, well, wait a minute though, Joe, but, but if she was positive, she's at a higher risk. Yes. And, and, and you are, and you're at a higher risk. So my point is then if you're at a higher risk for other types of cancers, do we just start taking organs out? I'm not real sure that's the answer. I'm still a believer that we've got to do everything that we can to modify this process um, via your diet, via nutrient, via chemical exposures, doing some detox protocols two times a year, clean the body up. Don't distress many of those target organs that are already at high risk. Hey, that off-air number, 888-865-9595. Don't forget Coenzyme Q10, CardioMax up there. I believe Daily Essentials is also on a special for, we just did that three days, I believe Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That'll end tonight at midnight. Make sure you go take a look at the site. So who is this King of Glory? Well, the psalm, psalmist depicts this King as Messiah, as Creator, as redeemer, as shepherd to his flock. We are his flock, those of us that have committed our hearts and our lives to him. But he is ultimately the chief shepherd, Jehovah, Messiah. We see also in verse 7 that our righteousness that we inherit and receive from him is not merited. It is given by him, by his sacrificial death on a cross. And ultimately, in verses 7 through 10, it describes the king himself, strong and mighty, the Lord God, almighty in battle. He will reign forever. 
the rulership will be at his hand. God bless you. Thanks for being with us, and I'll see you tomorrow at 3, Lord willing. You only want what's best for your family. 